Matt, you look, you look, uh, you look fresh. I am salted. Oh, yeah, I am windblown and salted from Salt Lake City. Okay, yeah, had a, a, a adventure of a lifetime out there. My God, we'll we'll get into it briefly in the episode. But you were in Salt Lake City. You were seeing the sights, the landmarks of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah, with Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider and yep. your fiance Michael. Um, this will be turned into some sort of video that we will see where. Yes, this of course is will be turned into content. I mean, there will be a bitch sesh episode uh, that is that I you know is mostly the the girls interviewing one of the housewives and I just chime in. And there is some video content that I believe will be at one of the bitch sesh live shows, which are. Wow. So much fun. So if anyone has not been to those, I definitely recommend it. So I, I think just follow Casey and Danielle and stay tuned uh, so you can see all the fruits of our labor. But yeah, it was wow. so much fun. And the, the uh, Instagram content was, uh, I was envious. I mean, well, speaking of envy, I have had to sit here and watch while the other man, aka Waiting for Impact, has made its impact. I'm talking about your other podcast that yes. I've all, I, I couldn't help myself but fall in love with. Um, oh, thank how, you. It just dropped. Uh, it just dropped. How does it feel? It's, uh, it's I, I didn't know how much I was spinning out about it until it came out and there was just nothing that I could do. It's been the case for a couple of weeks that there's nothing more that I could change. You know, things like this, because that, that, we're doing like a whole, there's like, engineering and sound design and music and all this stuff and things got locked a couple weeks ago and and so you know i haven't been able to change anything but there's been a part of my mind that's just been spinning about it and now it's out and it's like oh there's there's that third of my brain um but it's it's out in the world all 10 episodes are on stitcher premium if you're a subscriber as i would imagine our our archive is still up on there as well, the Homophilia archive. But uh, but I'm I'm thrilled to have it out in the world, and there are some people who are binging it on Stitcher Premium that I'm hearing from, and and uh, I'm delighted. It's been uh, it's been an adventure. It's setting the internet on fire. You must be thrilled with the way people have responded. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been good. It's been a it's been a good response. It's uh, I'm glad that I um, we live in a time when. You know, if if you're lucky, you can kind of get a wild idea and and find people who will help you do it, you know, and find the resources to do it. And uh, and I got to do that with this show and and explore not only this group but the but a lot of concepts that are really interesting to me. And it's it's I'm I'm so happy it is out in the world. Got to do Good Day New York with Joey McIntyre this morning. Oh God, how was that? It was so great because I like, you know, we've been doing, I have been doing a lot of press, which is great, but you know, like Good Day New York, they pitched me and Good Day New York was like, no, thank you. But then they were like, well, Joey McIntyre is in the show and they're like, well, that's interesting. So they had us both come on and, and, and they were like, you know, Joey and Dave are partnering on this podcast and he was like, you know, there was a real surprise to both of us. Also, he wasn't hundred percent sure what the podcast was. So I had to, <laughs> had to do a little bit of fixing uh, of that, but, uh, but he's of course a, a total gentleman and he is, uh, he is the, the, um, the subject of an, of an upcoming episode of waiting for impact or 
one that you can already hear if you're a Stitch Premium subscriber. Oh my God. I can't uh, but wait. no, he's, he's an absolute dream, just a dream. Um, and is um, this, uh, without uh, giving anything away, obviously, is this yeah. the, is this uh, strictly limited series or is there a potential for a season two based on the way things are shaking well, out? Well, uh, right now it is 10 episodes. And, and I think, you know, this part of this story is told and the, the questions are answered. Uh, what comes next is is a question mark uh right to me what happens when you're no longer waiting for impact impact is exactly happens. exactly so you know you like a a reunion episode an explosive reunion episode yeah. it's possible we're gonna need that we'll just have to see what happens uh i have a you know a a, a new story in a new area uh that i'm kicking around for a potential season two um but you know it's uh, it has been a, 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 an adventure in in learning a new way of storytelling, and it's uh, it's been fun, and I'm thrilled that it's there. Please give it a listen. It's so good to hear you in in that kind of um, in that mode too. Like I feel like there's Thank no you. one better suited to tell this story, and no one who can put it in I mean honestly historical context better than I think you can. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a really fun thank listen. You. I do appreciate it. I'm I'm very proud of it. Um, and and I am very proud to be in the LGBTQ plus community with Darren Carp and Liz Cullen. Yes, the hosts of uh, Scissoring Isn't a Thing, which is uh-huh. a, a, a podcast that I'm sure many of you already subscribed to and love. But if you're not, uh, get on it. What the hell? Get on it. Uh, they are credits to the community. They are delightful they each have 18 jobs i don't know how they found an hour to talk to us but they did so get into it i'm gonna need you to now that we're all rolling just uh take us back to the conversation mm-hmm. that that you and darren were sort of sussing out uh, a conversation you had with your, some confusion okay. with your wife you should just know that we love to troll each other on instagram that should be number one that's the sure. rule if liz posts something on instagram it is my goal i i'm terrible at instagram it is my goal to make her feel a little attacked because i love her that's how it is right liz so what now what now? What has she done this time? Okay. Actually, also, I just want to let you know that I am ni- less than 90 away from being 10,000, oh, Darren. Word. So things are really progressing okay, in my life. So listeners, Huge, listeners, major. follow me. Um, this is going to get you over the hump, I think. I hope so. All right. So Dave and Matt, also, I'm a little starstruck, Dave. I may or may not have been a junkie of MTV, but we're going to get there. It's fine. I'm sort of trying to keep calm and cool and collected. Kennedy is my good friend. So I'm an MTV. uh, I'm an MTV head. Very, very much so. So there you go. I'll be done. Yes. Yes. I'll be done. We're all in the family. Um, Okay. So yesterday I asked the the lovely people that follow me. What do they do to get themselves to go back to sleep or to get to sleep if they have anxiety? I'm a big proponent of CBD. So yeah, 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 I know that works. But what do you do at like 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night when you know you've got to get up at seven in the morning like and nothing's working? And surprisingly, but not surprising, the top two responses out of many were one, don't look at screens. But then the other one was to don't get whispery with don't well, get whispery. because it was to masturbate they're men 
they know what masturbating is. Yes. Way to bury my way yeah. to bury are the you? lead or way to ruin my my moment. But Dave, Matt, you both are aware of what masturbating is, or do you need Liz to explain that? Because I'd love an explanation just to be it. on the okay, safe side. Okay, so just yeah. let me finish, Darren. <laughs> let me finish. You just went on top of the whole point of the story. So all of these women who follow me who are lovely were writing masturbate. And I was like, wow, okay. And so when I was revealing the top answers, I felt a little embarrassed to say the word masturbate on Instagram. And my wife, who's lovely and a therapist, who might troll me more than Darren does, comes out and is like, why are you like not being sex positive? Like what? It's just masturbate. Like you have a show called Scissoring. And I'm like, true. But I don't know. I just felt a little like shy saying masturbate. That's all. That was the story. Sure. And then she sure. tagged me and then I okay. and then I clarified that masturbating is a tends to be usually a solo activity, a solo sport. Yes. Whereas scissoring requires yeah. at least two people on the team to participate. And I was just trying to make sure. It seems like even numbers are key in the, if scissoring is a real thing. It's got to be at least two. I, I'm not really sure how it yeah. would work mathematically with I, three. I don't know how three would work. Yeah. We'd have to expand our definition of what is scissoring, I think. It does feel like a pairs activity. It does feel like a pairs activity. We're, we're off and running, aren't yes. we? <laughs> You know, I think I think maybe the trepidation with discussing uh, masturbation as a tool for getting back to sleep in the middle of the night is that um, it might force you to admit that you've done it and you are in a relationship where presumably if you were feeling frisky, even in the middle of the night, you would right. try to have right. sex. Mm, but right. sometimes that's not the move. Sometimes that's not the move. But guess what? She was like, and I said, I was like, what would you do if I did that? And she, again, she is far more progressive and lovely and sex positive than apparently I am. She's like, girl, do what you need to do. Like, we're married. It's all good. I'm like, okay. All right. But But, what if I wake her up? She better love you for you now. I mean, come on. Oh, Rachel. She just walked by and she said, it's all natural. She just walked by and said, it's all natural. There it is. So she is, she's okay with you waking her up you know, to do it together. She's okay with you not waking her up to take care of it yourself. It's all good. Sounds like it. I'm not confident your wife would be okay with you waking her up. She said it's fine. I literally asked. I feel like she was like, you can do what you want to do, but don't wake my ass up in the process. That's my question. Can you clarify? Just that's no, she said it was like, whatever. She supports me in my journey of falling asleep. Wow. Wow. What a good wife. Okay. Okay. I would add also a focus on the breath. Do a little, do a little meditating, just count the breaths, that kind of thing. That will also, that'll just return you back to your, to your center. And often you will drift right Thank off. You. Also, your voice is so smooth, like smooth Thank and you. soothing. Have you ever thought about Thank guided you. meditations, Dave? Just throwing that. Uh, doing? Yeah. Doing that. Like, like perform, like I'm recording one. Too, I'm too spazzy, I think to do them, but I, but I do listen to them. And I, I've gotten into a new app called open, uh, that does, does guided meditations and also does breath work where you're like, you're doing continual breathing and rhythmic breathing and whatever. And I, I love it. I can't get enough. I find it very, very centering. It like, it gives me a little boost of energy in the middle of the day. It, It like helps me focus my thoughts. My favorite instructor, talk about a soothing voice has one, but also says the word practice, like practice. Thank you for joining me in this practice. Um, Would that irritate me Like lay back, lie down, whatever's your custom. 
Pardon me? I feel like I would be thinking of him saying practice the entire time that I'm supposed practice. to be relaxed and breathe. It becomes it's it becomes very soothing. It becomes very soothing after But a while. I'm with you, Liz. I would rather listen to Dave than this guy that says practice that way. <laughs> I trust me. Trust me. It's George on open. You just have that deep soulful, I don't know, and maybe Thank it's you. because I feel like I've known you my whole life, oh, so God. maybe you you're just not telling me to calm down or something. Are you, Liz? I might. Okay. I might. Be, okay. per- be Still prepared. Early. Anything's possible with the scissoring girls. Anything's possible. I got. I got Still plenty. Early. Darren, Liz, during during this difficult year, this beginning of a second COVID winter, what are you? What are you watching, listening to, reading, uh, to get you through? Darren, we'll oh, start with you. I watch a lot of television. First off, it's part of my job. So I watch a lot of well, sure. lot of reality television. Um, Big Brother got me through it. The Challenge gets me through it. Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelor, the Succession, Pen15, lots of good stuff. I actually, to narrow it down, I it's actually a very dark book. So I probably it's probably not the best to keep you in spirits. But I just read a phenomenal book called The Notes of a Crocodile, uh, which was written actually in the late 80s, early 90s. It's a... It's 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 fiction, but it's like loose memoir of this woman uh, named Cho Ming Jing, who was Taiwanese. That part of it is that she's a lesbian. And, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, especially in Taiwan, still today, it was very, very taboo to do that. And so she kind of goes on this really dark um, path and relates this metaphor of being gay to being a crocodile. It was very, very fascinating. Wildly good. I do like reading nonfiction as much as I can, because maybe it just it it puts me in kind of a different reality. Uh, so I definitely li- uh, definitely yeah. like reading that. I, I followed up with her last book, which is her one of two uh, called Letters from Montremarte, which was great. Also a memoir. Um, again, very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do flip that. Also yeah. very high culture, um, which I mean, you breezed right past The Bachelor. Did you did you indulge in Bachelor in Paradise? Of course. This of, I'm like the approval okay. matrix of like despicable and brilliant, ho- highbrow, lowbrow at yeah. any given point. I'm kind of at the center of that. Um, Bachelor in Paradise is uh-huh. better, arguably, than the Bachelor Bachelorette. We didn't get it. Oh, I didn't, without we question. didn't get it last year. Though. No we, we didn't there. get it in 2020. No, no. So we got double. We got double the paradise this year. Really? We it was it delivered. I try and get Liz on this all the time. I got her into Temptation mm-hmm. Island. She got me into Drag Race. Which is, so. Liz is obsessed with it. Um, Yeah, big Bachelor Nation person. Big Bachelor Nation person. I love all dating shows. Love is Blind, all that stuff. I have a question. for uh, Liz, are you also a Bachelor Nation? Well, okay, not really. I used to go, and maybe the two of you in LA know about this, but I used to go to these insane Bachelor watching parties when I first moved to LA, and that was sort Mm. of fun and cool, and then things fizzled. I like touch in here and there i like tempt i think temptation island is the most brilliant dating relationship well, show then this ever. is I, I, what i wanted to ask this is for darren is do you think what will happen to chris harrison i don't think anything i mean i think what happened to chris harrison is what happened to chris harrison i think now it's just kind of like he's gonna fade into the background i mean he made a fuck ton right. of money on the bachelor franchise so bank. it's not like yeah. he's like yeah. i need to get another job 
not saying that, you know, you're allowed to earn however much you want to earn. But I do think it's kind of going to be impossible for him to come back from that. Uh, It's just unless he does something Fox Newsy or you know, to go to the dark side in that way. And even that, like, oh, and I know he's he's more on the conservative side. I know that. I mean, the problem is, is that it's interesting about Bachelor Nation, right? Because Bachelor Nation, the people who talk about Bachelor Nation tend to be, quote unquote, like liberal, progressive. But the actual people who like watch The Bachelor are actually pretty conservative people, which is why they've never had yeah. a gay Bachelor Bachelorette, which is why it took 20 freaking years to have a black bachelor bachelorette so it's a weird dichotomy there but yeah i think chris harrison is just gonna fade into the background and live off of his millions honestly with his massive payout like massive he, you know, they... he, he like megan kelly that shit he yeah. walked away with like you know yes, 60 yes, million yes, or something did. for an nda and i'm like great lesson yes, has been did. learned here i guess uh yeah, ma- yeah massive payout so yeah he's gonna live on that and i by the way I, I ask that not out of any like concern for him, just uh, just as like a, no. a, a dark curiosity where I'm just like, I want to know what it looks like when you fade into the, I mean, the morning show would have us believe that they uh, go to Italy and that's what Steve Carell has done. Yeah. <laughs> and live amazing yeah. lives still. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, do we now? Did I see that Jesse Palmer ha- will yeah. be the new yes. host? Yes, Tasha okay. and Caitlin are going to kind of figure out, f- finish out this rest of this year, and then Jesse Palmer, which makes sense. He was a former Bachelor star. He hosts. He hosts yeah. a bunch of shows. He's going to take over at the start of the year because I guess they already have their Bachelor okay. picked. Um, so Wells Adams has to be feeling bad about this. <laughs> Seemed like he should have been the guy. Will he just be paradise? I don't know, though. Okay, first off, Wills Adams is married to Sarah Hyland, so he's fine. I feel like he's sure. good. Did they get married? I thought engaged, they were just but like, permanently they're, engaged. Yeah, they're oh, like okay. so in love. It's crazy. But I also feel like Wells okay. is way more bachelor in paradise, mixing the margaritas, being yeah. the therapist. Because sure. even when he came in mm-hmm. as like guest host, he doesn't have that host presence. He doesn't get the transitions. He's just kind of right. like, all right, final rose tonight. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, magnanimous, but he's sort of like the bartender guy to me. I don't think he could fill that role. Sure. That's that's. And honestly, that's still plenty. That's still plenty for a great role for showing up for showing up at a casting call to be on the on the Bachelorette. That's not a bad result. That's not a bad result at all. The top zero zero one percent of what you can hope for. He's probably one of like five people who have actually made a career out of it after. After the fact, like, you okay. know, that's pretty good. Yeah. Of our uh, engaged couples at the end of Paradise, who uh, who do you think will go the distance? We have Riley and Marissa, Marissa I think. Joe and Serena and Joe and Kenny Serena. and Mari. I Kenny was a little upset all three of them got engaged. I'm not going to lie. I really yeah. thought that yeah. Joe, I love Joe. I've had a crush on Joe, even a lesbian. I've had a crush on Joe since the start. I was obsessed with him and Kendall. Darren. What? What? This is going to be a breakout episode. <laughs> Darren and Dave. Uh, talking Liz about and I have a whole things. sidebar going <laughs> yes. in the chat, just so you guys know. I love them. Yeah, yeah we're just chatting mm-hmm. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I I think that Joe and Serena are a good couple. I don't necessarily. I think they're going to take. I think Joe knows it should be a long time before you get married. The only couple yeah. that I see really going the distance is oddly Riley and Marissa. I I I I, I only see them. Kenny and Mari. I think it's really easy to love anybody on a beach in Mexico for three and a half weeks and not consider Absolutely. your job. But like Mari's 25. 
he's 40. Not yes. that that's like major, but that's a huge life difference. And like he manages. It's a big age difference. Boy bands. Yeah. Especially with that. If he, if she was like 35 and he was 50, I wouldn't be saying that. But 25. Right. It's, it's a big. Yeah. It's huge. a lot. Of, it's, those are important years in between. Yes. Uh, and for the listener who might not know Kenny, who we're talking about here, he is the manager of a boy band cover band oh, in yes. Florida, of course. of course. Um, I have, of course, looked them up and uh, <laughs> they are it's like they're the four different kinds of youth pastors. Oh, all God, in one it. band like they're they're older than the like a boy band person right, right. They're probably you know they're late in 20s. the 40s yeah. Oh, 40. No, age, yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of fedoras it's a lot of it's, uh, it's popping and locking stuff. shit you know like yeah. oh, a lot of mm. a lot of popping and locking and they're a cover a covering all of the greats they're doing in new kids and in sync and 98 christmas they're great. doing all the greats they're doing all the greats I'm actually, exactly like, sort of Same. not mad at that at okay. all you know yeah. i almost want i almost i mean florida is the place for it florida florida is the place right. you might be mad if you were mari i i i, I like i don't right. know what his like tour schedule is like i've dated tour managers it's yeah. not fun it's distance yeah. is hard sure a life on the road with a boy band cover band man band right like i don't know what that looks like i will say i think the success rate at bachelor in paradise is higher than the bachelor because you actually get to spend more quality time with the person Mm. Exactly. Exactly. But it it does still cheapen marriage. A hundred percent. And yes. it is still so Ridiculous. unbelievably frustratingly heteronormative. Yes. And it uh, it makes me look crazy. And yet I love it. I love that you love it. I love that. I love it. It's so good. I, oh, Liz, you man, really got to get into I just it. Love it. Just get into Batch Nation. Okay. It's kind of like, it's kinda like thing. Coke, though. It's like, do I start doing cocaine <laughs> no, now at 36? Like, do you know what I mean? No. I don't know. It's like now is the time. As heteronormative as the bachelor might be, it's probably still better for you than cocaine. But that's just my assessment. And cheaper. Yeah. And it's cheaper. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I watch it. I get really into it. And then the second it's over, I forgot everything that I have seen. And when these people come back, with one or two exceptions, when these people come back to paradise, you forget about I'm like, them. you're like, where were you? I have no idea who you are. Oh, I'm the woman with the pet alligator. Like, oh, I guess there was a woman with the pet alligator. Yeah. And I and I know I had feelings about it just like three months ago, but now I don't remember her. At all. I do like when they pretend to know who's coming down, though. They're like, oh, yeah, it's Kendall. And I'm like, someone whispered in their ear. Yeah. The producer was like, it's Kendall because they didn't know who the hell they were. Like, yeah. they, they don't know. Of course yeah, not. Coke is a good metaphor for it because it's like I uh, with for a, a good metaphor for Bachelor Nation because I have dabbled in both. Didn't care for either. Didn't take to either. Um, yeah. yeah. Did okay. so what is your friendship origin story? You two. So it was many moons ago. Um, it was actually, which is crazy. So Darren and Darren, Andy Cohen's longtime assistant, worked at you know. Bravo forever. I, uh, my, a friend of mine got a job at Embassy Row, which is a production company that does Watch What Happens Live. And so she had met Darren, um, as Darren is so OG in the building, uh, runs the place, if you didn't know. And she's like, oh, I met this girl named Darren. She's so great. I feel like you guys would get along. And I think when you're in your 30s, like, yeah, sure, I would love some new friends. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm, like, weeding out yeah. friends. It's not like I'm... You know, like, oh, okay. But I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, next time she's in LA, you know, sure, I'll meet her. Like, why do you want me to meet her? 
but okay. And at that time, I was working with Embassy Row on a show. And so um, they put us on a lunch together, kind of with the premise, I think, of just like, I don't know, Darren, just to meet. But when we got there, we're like, oh, okay, the straights put us together because we're both queer women. Like that was re- literally the only thing that we they thought we had in common. Was it an attempted setup? No, because Liz was already married. No, 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 no. I'm or uh, you're engaged, but you're gotcha, about to be okay. married. Yeah. Yeah, I was engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was more just like you guys will be friends and we're like, okay. Cuz you guys are queer. You guys will like each other. I'm like, oh, okay. It doesn't I mean, yeah. always work that way, but we met and Darren, as one does with a stranger, like literally grabs my hands. We're at Chaconis in West Hollywood, like so like industry lunch. I'm not a subtle Very person, cheap. guys. I'm just going to say that. Grabs Go ahead. my hands and says, you are not a lesbian with those fingernails. And for the listeners and for y'all, these are actually really cool. They're tortoiseshell. She loves long I always fingernails. Have. Long. They're not that long. For the record, they're really not. They're just my real natural nails and they're a little bit longer. They're not like lesbian they're stubby active links. I call them active links. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they could scratch And you. I look at her dead in the face and I'm like, well, I've never had any complaints. And Darren laughed. We ended up hitting it off and we decided like, well, you know, there's not that many queer women in the podcasting space. Like there are tons of gay men talking about reality or hosting shows. Obviously, she works for like the Lord, our savior, Andy Cohen. You know what I mean? So we're like, what if we, you know, I she loves reality TV. I'm sort of like a pop culture junkie. Like, what if we do a show where we interview our queer and allied allies or excuse me idols and like do something cool what should we name it and darren was like well you know or excuse me rather in that lunch we had talked about all the dumb things really like that stray people say to us in in regards to the fact that these stray people just put us on a lunch together because we were queer and darren's like god people will just come up to me and ask me if scissoring is a thing i'm like yeah no shit it's so crazy like straight men will be like how do you have sex it's like would you say that to a regular stranger? No, you wouldn't. But to a queer woman, it's like everybody's business. And so we decided to name the show Scissoring Isn't a Thing. We mm. recorded about 20 episodes in a two-week oh period. We were both on shells like, of human beings. March 8th, 2020 is when we recorded them. The reason I say that is because oh. literally I flew home and then the next day COVID was like, everything shut down. Wow. We were like, uh, literally the next day Darren went home <laughs> yes and in some of the episodes actually um and we left it in but I think one of us was like oh yeah have you heard about that thing that COVID thing like, it was kind of yeah. very morning show vibes like yeah. oh you heard about that thing called COVID so anyway so what's interesting about our friendship and our relationship and Darren and I have talked about this a lot is like we actually really did not know each other at all <laughs> we did mm-hmm. a show Mm-hmm. And then we just kept doing it over Zoom. So our relationship has really blossomed uh, over the last 18 months via Zoom. And we've seen each other in person a few times. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, we became we friends are. like with the audience that was following us in a really unique way. So it was like kind of funny because our ins- we never had like inside jokes, like yeah. our inside jokes were what we were saying on air to each other. So it was like they were yeah. all in on the joke kind of with us and like. That's how that's like we like to tease each other, but it's like always based on like 100 percent respect. And yeah, it's just been really an interesting journey. But that is how I did grab her hands. And uh, I probably shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, I felt 
kinship with her. You needed to tell. And by the way, Darren, are you comfortable showing us your nails just for comparison? I have the perfect lesbian hand, which is that like basically you just you can't scratch yourself. You just paw with like the pads because you have no nails. You're just kind of like pawing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, perfect lesbian nails here. Perfect lesbian oh, nails. Yeah. I can. I'm ready. They are tight. Ready at they any time. Tight. Yeah. That can't even you. see the nails. Exactly. It just looks like it's cute true. little fleshy little pads. Digits. Exactly. What I love is that you are giving us a a lesson in how to uh, make friends after the age of three, which becomes a difficult thing. You know, it you get really set is. Yes. in, you know, your your friend group gets set and then, you know, you kind of, you get set in your ways and it's, uh, it becomes harder to make friends as one ages. You got to create content together. It's the only way. You got to create That's content. True. It's just a smart way to, Liz, Liz, we did not get your pop cultural picks. Oh, oh my God. Don't say Temptation yeah, Island. you guys just give another show. Couldn't stop talking about Bachelor Nation. Um, I love murder shows. Anything okay. murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Just also watch Great. Squid Game, which like don't spoil okay. the ending. I know that's what my producer said. I I don't think I don't think for what I've heard about it. I don't think I can handle it. Honestly, it's that's also do you like violent. to read? Do you like to read when you watch things? Oof. No. Oh, I don't mind a subtitle, but I uh, but murders and gore and stuff. It was. Uh, I don't think you can. I can go darker than Dave usually, and I had Michael was watching, and I had to leave the room. There was a couple times. of scenes I, where I was, yeah. I actually felt ill um, a little bit. So I watch. I'm up to date with only murders in the building. I'm having a really hard time with Selena Gomez's voice in it. I don't know mm. if this is what we just haven't seen from her in a really long time, or if she is allegedly highly medicated and she's just has absolutely no inflection to her voice. It's kind of a lot foiled against Martin it Short. Deadpan. It's just, but it's dead. I don't mm. even know if it's deadpan. I think it's just dead. It that I'm just having dead. a little hard time with that. But I do enjoy it. Um, love a British banging show moment. I'm reading, I'm in the middle of a book called Jet Setters, which is really interesting. It's about a woman who um, has three children that are sort of estranged. They're in their 30s and 40s. And she writes about the first time she ever fell in love. She's a widowed woman. Her We kind of learn that her ex-husband was like an alcoholic and a jerk. Um, and she writes this story to kind of like a fictitious, fictitious, you know, Meredith or Reader's Digest or, you know, Hearst or wherever. And she wins a chance to take her whole family to Europe on a cruise and all of the kids are estranged and they're all a mess. And so I'm right in the middle of it. And now they've all gone together like as adults on this family vacation in their thirties and forties. And it's actually pretty good on a cruise. No less. That's can't, that's not going to end up well. I know. Also, I read the New Yorker. Me too. And that takes me an entire winter. I think you asked about that. Of course that only stresses me out. They just collect. Every five years or so, I resubscribe, and then there are 20 of them making me feel inferior, and I throw them out, and then I cancel. I know, but it's my job, so I like have to... No, I'm actually kidding. I actually have to read it every week, and so I was just reading Architectural Digest before we guys talked. I know. Very classy. Look inside Kirsten Dunst's home. I know. I mean, what a vibe. So, yeah, no, The New Yorker is great, though. I mean, and... It always makes me very sad that I'm not in New York with Darren at all the happenings. It is a good mm-hmm. magazine. <sighs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. like 
focus on what you want to read, though, Dave. Like, I read The Economist and The New Yorker yeah. every week. The New Yorker, I never read the fiction. Wow. I read all the editorials. I read all okay. the talk of the towns. And then okay. I read all the reviews. With The Economist, because that mm -hmm. comes out and it's like 150 million pages, I just read the leaders, which is like the first five pages, and then mm -hmm. the obituary. And I'm like, ah, it's like, ooh, obituary. Yeah, the that. obituaries are always very good. Very They're smart. Very, very good. So just very to, smart. you know, parse it down. You know, Matt, sometimes you just want to hang out with your people. Can you relate to that? Oh, you're telling me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes I'm just like, all I want to do is get to Dave's house and hang out in the backyard. Yes. And kick back with a Miller Lite. Because you know what the rules are back there? There's no dress code. There's no, there, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to be fancy. You know, we're not going to talk about, you know, fancy books or no perfumes. No, we're just going <laughs> to, no. we're just going to relax. Keep it real. We're gonna keep it real. We're going to kick back. We're going to be our true selves while we crack open some cold ones. Yeah. That's how they do it over at uh, Dave and Ben's house, mm -hmm. everybody. Uh, and that is how they do it at Miller Lite. Since 1975, they've been the beer with a taste that you can depend on. There's not much you can depend on in this world, but you can depend on Miller Lite. No games, no gimmicks. Just a great beer for regular folks like us who like beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Folks, go to MillerLite.com forward slash homophilia to find delivery options near you. That's right, delivery options. Yeah. Or you can pick up Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. The bottom line is, Dave, it's Miller time. I know that's right. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Salt Lake Housewives, loving it. Okay. Well, so I Matt just McConkey. returned from a pilgrimage to Salt Lake <gasps> that was groundbreaking uh, this past weekend. Uh, when it was so my fiance had had uh, sort of accidentally bought a trip from a silent auction at a fundraiser. Don't you love rich gays? I know. Accidentally. He, I, I, but no, I, 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 the, it is the opposite of that because he did the absolute lowest bid just to sort of be polite and be like, look, I did something and then no, no one else jumped in. So uh, there are no rich gays here, I promise you. Um, but uh, uh, we had to use it before December. We took our friends who are uh, Housewives uh, fanatics and we did like a Housewives treasure hunt day. And we went, we went to Beauty, to, uh, uh, beauty yeah. Lab. Heather we Gaze. went to, um, um, yes, we had, we had, we spent some time with Heather Gay. I know you've, you've had her on the show. She was. She's the best. Yeah. That feels right. right. We are, in fact, Actually, Matt, not to be one over, but we were texting last night about when I am coming to Salt Lake for the first time. And are do you, are you think you'll get a treatment? Yeah, are you a fucking do bear shit in the woods? Are you insane? Of course I'm getting a treatment. I want M sculpt. I probably won't do my lips or my face because I have my girl in Beverly Hills for that. Oh but like, woo, diamond facial. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yes. Vampire Matt. facials they're giving. I would have yeah. done it all. They were. Did you get a treatment? We didn't. They were. There was there were no uh, practitioners working. So we got to see the space. But, but you no. don't like also just for the listeners, you can't like just walk up to a med spa without an appointment. Uh, absolutely not. No, of course not. But th we th there we talked to her in advance and decided they would rather uh, we'd rather get to meet her than do it was either meet her or Wait, you met her in person treatments 
Yes, yes. Wait, what was it like? What did she smell like? She's amazing. Did she have good perfume? She was stunned. You know, she had had, had uh, some kind of back injury, and she kept um, apologizing for the way she was walking, which was the, she looked perfect. I, I, like there was nothing wrong with her. Um, she was a dream come true. She was so like. She's so legitimately funny, not the sort of like housewife that you're laughing at, but that you're laughing with. And she was so like vulnerable and honest about her divorce and kind of like her complicated feelings around leaving um, the Mormon church and community. Uh, she was a dream come true. She's this is all she, this is all going to be a bitch sesh episode. So people should listen oh, okay, to that. because um, It'll be the full experience. No, no, Teaser. I just mean it, it, it will be much better to listen to it than hear me try She's to wonderful. describe it. Okay. Um, Matt and Darren, wonderful. Uh, you can speak to this. Are Real Housewives in their lives off camera like, like goofy and dopey at Disneyland? Like, are they walking around and like people walk up to them and take pictures and want to talk to them? Are they like characters at a theme park kind of? Yes, I just went through it for the last three. Sorry, Dave, I'm inserting myself in this. What you don't know is Liam, Liam McSweeney is one of my best friends. And I just spent yeah. three full whole long days with her. We went to goddamn Izakaya on Third Street and you see the people like, yeah, this. It Darren knows. But I do mean, people that's just all... walk up and talk yes. to them yes. and ask them questions yes. about their marriages? Yeah, because I think that reality stars on like actors and, and musicians, like reality stars, I don't know, it feels like you have a piece of ownership of them. Like we're watching their life. Like that's my best friend. You know, Leah lives 30 blocks from me. Like we're girls. We're kicking it. We both were at the Shabbat dinner. Like I think they just feel this ownership of those people in a way because it's reality. And so, I mean, they do it with Andy too. I've been with Andy and like Anderson Cooper where it's like wild what people say to these famous people, let alone shit they say to queer women. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly with Housewives, BravoCon, which obviously you're paying for. Uh, I was a BravoCon correspondent I've never seen. It was like Beatlemania. It was insane. I've never seen people react like that to like normal human beings. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Wow. If you guys want to just just side note about craziness, I, I've been with Leah the last couple of days. She came to L.A. There is a guy that DM'd me the most insane. I mean, Leah and I were actually laughing about this this morning. You guys, it's like a full on. He sent me his passport photo. He is now telling me he wants me to broker a relationship between Leah and him. I mean, it's. Oh my Crazy. God. Don't respond long, to this person. Oh, no, it's insane. Do not. Oh, of course we responded to him. Darren, come okay. on. I live for this shit. Anyway, but yes, I, I did just see it firsthand, and it's even weirder when you've known someone for so long, and then they go on Bravo. Like, do you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. this is a phenomenon. Honestly, crazy. Like, it's so crazy. Sorry, Matt continue on your pilgrimage but no not at all i i mean i i was one of those crazy people um you know walking past mary's church having dinner at Walter's, uh the going into meredith's store of course um you know it was just thrilling to walk those hallowed halls do they have brooks wow. marks clothes they had like th like like a tracksuit that I considered buying, but it was on the mannequin. It was the only option. Most of it, it was a lot of like fuzzy uh, vests and um, assorted jewels and baubles and, and stuff. So it's a, it's a small place. 
but I just talked to I, I said it's a small it's a small place it's it's uh it's very Salt Lake yeah I just yes. had Meredith Marks on my show I just interviewed her like 45 minutes ago and I'm obsessed with her I love her so much I did she say family family I said I said are you disengaging with me and she was like no I'm engaged Darren and I said thank you Meredith Marks so you know Dave, just like your your um, guided meditation person, I find like Meredith Marks. Even though I could stare at her all day, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. But she says family, family, so weird. Has anybody else noticed Ooh. kind of her accent? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Okay. She had a great accent. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the validation. Yeah. yeah, Mary Cosby's church. I'm not sure I would want to go visit, but you know, teach teach their own. It was a yeah quick yeah, stroll past. We did not we did not go inside. Mm-hmm. I don't um, think you can. If it's a Mormon church, it's not right? Mormon. It is a Pentecostal oh, a church, uh, okay. but um, yeah, it didn't feel like that was a place to take a camera crew and yeah, probably not. You know, bop around uninvited. No, I was going to say, Liz. You, we know that you are married, Darren. What is your relationship status? At Oddly, the I'm also uh, I I am uh, in a relationship with my girlfriend who is actually in the Bravo universe. She is the executive producer and showrunner of Below Deck Mediterranean, which is on Bravo. If you've ever seen that. Um, so wow. she is gone like half the year uh, going to film these various things in Australia. She's in Malta right now. Uh, but, yeah, she's the executive producer and showrunner of that show. So I take it you met through work. We actually met, Dave, you'll you'll find this funny. We actually met because Kennedy used to be an MTV VJ, also a game show host. Uh-huh. She hosted Friend or Foe, is yeah. an idol of mine. And yeah. Nadine, who's my girlfriend, was best friends with Kennedy. And Nadine worked at Bravo. And my best friend worked at Bravo. And she was like, my really good friend Nadine's like best friends with Kennedy. Maybe she, I can see if she can like broker a deal where you can go get drinks with Kennedy and like meet your idol. And Nadine had never met me before. And she was like, sure, why not? And Kennedy's great. And of course, you know, met up with me for drinks. We had a great chat. Like it was awesome. We have very similar political leanings, which was also really nice. And then like a year later, I was in yeah. LA and I wanted to thank Nadine. I was like 20 for and I took her out for drinks she was in a relationship I was in a relationship but I was like had a massive crush on her until it could kind of come to fruition like eight years later and it did wow yeah so Kennedy is really the well done the, the tie there yeah I know not bad not bad I'm uh can can we when we go hang out with Kennedy we're always like you're the like kind of the glue that brought us together so it was really uh it's, it's nice it's a good story oh lovely that's beautiful she should officiate your wedding if and when there is one. Well, she officiated my friend Kat Timp's wedding, so I know that she's capable of doing that. So hopefully she'll be able to uh, officiate mine if and when that happens. Mm-hmm. Liz, what is your meet cute with your wife? Well, it probably won't shock you, but I was a little weird. Um, I used to host in L.A. Maybe you and Dave know this or remember this event. But do you remember the Santa Monica Twilight concert series on the pier? Yeah. Yes. I was the host. Oh, wow. I was like the MC. Wow. So my wife was there with just some mutual people that I had met in like WeHo lesbian like times. And she was there. The zombies were performing. Ooh, and great. I was on stage and I had another girl backstage that I had met online who like in San Francisco who flew down to visit. It was all like terrible like when you say online Liz it wasn't through like tinder though right or was it 
No, it was, yes, it was. It was through the Her app. Oh, okay. It was through the Her That was okay. formally called something else that was weird. Okay. Anyway, and I had met her and on the app and I was in San Francisco a couple weeks before and she's like, I'm going to come down to LA. I'm like, oh, no, don't. Kind of like oh, what God. you guys were talking about with Parrot or bachelor in paradise like it's easy to kind of be into someone when you're on vacation but i think when they come home with you you're like it's like turning on the lights really right (laughs) yeah totally yeah exactly so natalie had messaged me and she's like hey can we come backstage because they wanted to meet the zombies which i was like these men are zombies they're like 142 years old like it's not going to be a fun meet and greet and my friend thinks you're cute are you single And I said, well, I am, but I've got this kind of crazy woman with me. Why don't you just give her my number? She did. We ended up meeting at Jones on Santa Monica like that week. And I, I mean, I'll just tell you guys the truth because this is the truth. I had just come from my annual exam, like, Mm. or I, no, no, no. Or I had had my annual exam that week, but I had just gotten all my like test results back, which included STDs, of which I was negative. And um, I was very nervous when she came into the bar and I had I had known the bartender and he had given me a shot of tequila. And I just like almost Tourette's kind of vibe just blurted out that I was STD free and like <laughs> and that's how I started our first date. <laughs> that's an icebreaker. Yeah. It is. And so seven years later... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're married and together and everything was fine. If you I mean, learned anything from this, it's not that straight people say weird things to queer people. It's that queer people also say weird things to <laughs> queer people as well. Yeah. We're all humans. We're all awkward as we're hell. All humans. I was so nervous. Yes. Anyway, so I was like, I don't have STDs. Which actually in Los <laughs> Angeles, if we're being honest, is sort of an anomaly. So more it's people a, should lead yeah. with that <laughs> really, yeah. on a first date. So yeah, it's a real, it's a benefit. So that's how we uh, met. That's our meet cute. Excellent. Okay. Wow. And now where do you live in Los Angeles? Well, I'll tell you when I'll tell you like streets when we're not on zoom, but oh, I, no, I don't need an address. Just oh really Dave? I was like going to invite you. I was going to say Matt, Dave, I really want you to come over. Um, I live Put like, chat. I live in Fairfax. Like I live right next to okay. kind of Melrose Fairfax area. Lovely. I love that area. That's beautiful. Where do you live? No, I'm just <laughs> and, kidding. <laughs> uh, Studio City, generally. Oh, there you go. And to bring it into Bravo, and I, uh, sorry, listener, I say this every other episode, I'm around the corner from Jackson, Britain. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so, so uh, people kind of do know where Dave lives because yeah. that's pretty findable. That is very I guess findable. It is. Yes. Um, that's very findable. Darren, I have to ask you about working with Andy because I was a celebrity assistant for many years have you know uh special relationships with some of them not all of them after because it is a very unique Mm -hmm. connection you can form with this person where i don't know what it's like for you but for me even though even even after the job is done i do still feel like they are my children there's like a paternal a parental vibe even though they're usually uh significantly older than i am um and also, you know, sometimes the um, tricky part about that job is just by nature, there's not really any room for growth. It's just sort of a thing that I would do to make money and then move on. But it seems like for you, it you have really 
turned this into something and your role has expanded. So what 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 is it like yeah, these days? Yeah, th- that's a really good point. I mean, he knew when I started with him, which was 11 years ago, that I didn't want to be an assistant forever. I want to be a game show host. And I told him that in my interview that that's what I wanted to do. That was my dream. And so if he was going to hire me, he already knew the truth of like what I wanted to be. It is a really special relationship. Obviously, I said to myself, like when I started with him, I'm going to focus only on him to start off. And then once that trust is there and once I know how to do the job, I'm going to see what else I can kind of tack on to this. And, you know, we left Bravo in 20, 2015, I think, to go start production company Most Talkative. And that kind of left me out of the it was just us so he could trust me. And it also left me to be like, well, I'm not beholden to Bravo so I can go do things at other networks now. And I was already establishing myself as kind of this digital person at Bravo, the person that had like this inside gossip with Andy. And, you know, as long as I could get my work done with Andy, Andy was fine with it because he knew that in order to keep me around for as long as I've been around for, he knew he had to like allow me to have a career with it. And he always says, he's like, you're the only person I know that made an entire career out of being an assistant. He's like, you're the only person I know that really like took with it and made a career out of it. And, you know, it is true. But, uh, you know, that's why I have my People TV reality check show. I do three podcasts. I'm doing this uh, Gabby Petito special on ID tonight. So he's like, he's chill. Like he wants to keep me happy. And that keeps him happy. As he said to me the other day, because I'm always like, you know, we're not friends. Uh, You're my boss. Like, I don't want to think that you think that I, I think that we're friends. And he's like, we're not friends. We're family. And I, you know, that's really the special relationship. Like we are family. He is my brother, my father and my son on any given day. Um, But he's really been a father figure to me in some ways, just in like shitty experiences I've had over the years. Personally, he's really been there for me. And that's been very nice. Yeah. To your point, you have like you have so many shows and so many job titles. Like what is a day like in your life? How are you doing all of this? This brings it back to cocaine, I'm guessing. A lot of cocaine, and that's number one. Uh, I, acupuncture and cocaine just kind of go back and forth in my mornings. Uh, that really gets me in the spirit. But I, I usually like wake up and, you know, I, I go to the gym. I get ready. I have to do my own hair and makeup because we've been on Zoom. I used to have a studio with people. We've been on Zoom since March. And I usually have about three interviews, roughly, plus a top five headline thing that I have to record. So that really takes up most of my afternoon. I just finished up with Phil Kogan from Tough as Nails. I did Meredith Mark. I have the Vanderpump Rule guys on. So I'm always interviewing different people. Uh, and then in between those, I'm working at Andy. I have my like work computer here. I'm doing stuff with Andy. And then at, in the afternoon, I tend to record one of my three podcasts. And then I tend to be done by like seven. So it's it's not bad. It's manageable. Before, when I was in the office, I had to go to three different offices during the day. So my days were a lot longer. Now it can kind of like truncate it into a much more efficient thing. But um, I basically get paid to talk every day and like chill with Andy Cohen. So it's, it's not that bad. It's really a great life. It's not a bad way to live. And it sounds like you need to be extremely, extremely organized. Which my OCD and anxiety very much so plays into it. I'm a very like yeah. organized person, very regimented. I mean, like if I got to wake up at seven, I know I minus eight hours and I go to bed at that time, almost like religiously. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty good at it. Uh-huh. And Liz, are your days super structured like this too? Because I know you also wear multiple yeah. hats. I'm I'm just tired listening to Darren right now. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, yes. I mean, my life is interesting in the sense that it's pretty corporate during the day. I oversee entertainment at Conde Nast. So I'm like 
in the Conde, like of it all, as I'm sitting here and my boss is like pinging me, I'm like, leave me alone. Um, but the cool thing about people in general, which I think we've all learned even talking on this show, is like everybody loves reality, in particular Bravo. So I just dangled Darren all the time. So people kind of are like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got to record, like, just call us later. You know what I mean? She uses me like I use Andy. I'm like, can't go out tonight. Andy needs me. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, Darren, I got to call her. Oh, God, sorry. Uh, Leah called. Never yeah, called. right, exactly. Um, yeah, so no, I mean, my days are busy. They're like, it's it's kind of weird. I have to... It's so funny. I had a woman not long ago um, email RFP me, email me, request for a proposal me. And she emailed me back on the side and was like, hi, this is so weird. But I listen to you and Darren. Darren and I also are on a weekly radio show called the Taylor Strecker show on different days. And she's like, I'm actually like a huge fan of yours and Darren's on the Taylor Strecker show in Scissoring. And this is really weird that I'm like, doing zooms and meetings with you and so sometimes the crossover happens and that can be pretty fun but yeah you know just hustling many out hats. here guys that's, that's right. what it is so you got right. to you just got to so when when will our next twilight concert series show happen when are we when are we getting back to to real life when will we be watching Ama, amadou and mariam uh, at the uh, santa monica pier or whatever no so i stopped doing that this is actually sort of sad but craig who started those con- concerts passed away of pancreatic cancer about oh, i know sorry <laughs> about three years ago he was great um we had a whole i had an actual a talk show series where i would interview people on the ferris wheel which was really fun too um nice. but he passed away and to be honest with you dave i actually think they stopped before i stopped doing them in 2016 and i think they stopped in 17 when he passed away well maybe you can revive it you know when the world allows maybe yeah let's put our heads together liz we'll, we'll scissor on the ferris wheel liz we'll scissor, we'll on, scissor the ferris on the ferris wheel but actually darren and i talked about this yesterday we really want to do live scissorings not I mean, the show, not yes. like actually mm-hmm. scissoring, but I would mm-hmm. love to kind of take the premise of what scissoring is, which is bringing all different types of interesting queer people together, celebrity, influencers. Do- we've had everything. We've had like doctor. We've had so many different types of interesting people just like you guys have. And I'd love to bring that together in a safe live environment when it's good to do Amen. it. So let's do one of these IRL. Yes, we'll be there. Uh, Homophilia x scissoring live. Yes, please. We love it. I would, I would scissor on the Ferris wheel with you, Liz. Don't tell your wife, but I'm down. It's pretty rocky, though. Have you ever been on one? Like the things go like this, and it's sort of scary. Darren Carp, Liz Cully, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Scissoring is the thing wherever you get your podcasts. Amen. Homophilia is a World of Wonder production, produced and edited by Kate Moldenhauer. Special thanks to Randy Barbato, Fenton Bailey, Stephen Sims, Edward Bochniak, and the whole team at World of Wonder. We love you. And theme music by my Ben Wise. 
Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HomophiliaPod. You can give us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Mm. Thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you.